on a warm summer's eve On a train bound for nowhere I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness Till boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bombed a cigarette And asked me for a laugh And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy You gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold him Know when to fold him Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done it's the 401. Hello, everyone. It's March 24th. We have a phenomenal show for you. Who needs sports to make a great sports podcast? Not us. You can follow along with the 401 on Twitter at 401pod. We just posted some great content, as we always do, this time about the Rams' new logo, which we'll get into that later. We will be also talking some XFL signings with the NFL it only took half a season to pay off for some of those players. We've got quarterback talk, Cam Newton, our beloved Jameis Winston, and other greats like Brian Hoyer and Chase Daniel. We're also talking early retirement and some St. Louis Cardinal moment madness. Enough talk. Let's get into it. I am your host, Tanner Ward. You can follow me on Twitter at TannerWard7. And as always, my co-host and good buddy, Mr. Nick Dushkit. Your title should actually also be co-host, dude. It is. Don't just do me like that. You said host. Well, I am. Ward, it just rolls and then your co-host it just, is Nick, it just, which I am not down for. It just rolls off the tongue better, man. <laughs> all right, I'm doing next intro then. Look, all right, I'm not going to lie. Your first intro is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually prepare for it. No kidding. <laughs> Uh, you, sound, you know what? When life you sound throws like, a curveball, you just got to nick it, though. You just got to nick it. Stay are you there. using your name as a verb now? Uh, No, not really. I uh, Is nick a verb, really? You just said you got to nick, nick it. You just said you got to nick it. I guess it is a verb. Yeah, you sound like a kid who got on stage with no papers but had to give a speech. I'll, I'll be better next time. Look, Especially I, since you're uh, undermining my value to this podcast now. So I am your co-host, Tanner Ward, and the other co-host, Nick Dushka. Is that better? That is way better. Okay. I am a co-host. You can just both call us host. We could just be host, yeah. We make the we rules. We could be the hostess brothers. See, this is why I say host. The Twinkies. This is why I say host for myself and co-host for you. What's your favorite hostess treat? I'm not a big hostess guy. Give me some options. Uh, I know there's snowballs, Twinkies. Snowballs? Um, yeah. Damn Twinkies. 
There is uh oh what is it? Something Q's. Susie Q's. Susie Q's. <laughs> um yeah, and then just a couple are I don't really know the rest. Those are the only three I know, honestly. <laughs> What's the uh the big chocolate muffin looking thing with like the squiggly white line on the top? Melissa says ding dongs and ho hos. Oh, I actually a frozen ding dong. Those are delicious. Why do you freeze it? It'll change your life, man. Just throw it in the freezer, and you'll gain. I'm more of a little Debbie kind of a guy. I love bit. the nutter butters. A uh, oh, nutter, nutty bars, oatmeal. whatever it's called. Oatmeal, uh, cream, oh, cream pies, fudge rounds, man. We used to uh, back in like high school. A bunch of us would always like get together and play Call of Duty and stuff. And we had one buddy who would like just sit there. And of course, you know, my mom always had the the house full of snacks for all the guys. Those were the days. But one of my buddies, Benny, he would just like take the whole box of fudge rounds, just dump them all over himself. <laughs> just like, ah, fudge rounds. <laughs> uh, some I've been on different snacks lately, actually, if we're going to keep talking about this for one second. I've been on, so I don't, Melissa's mom gave me like a box of, um, not foot, fruit by the foot, but the other one, I can't remember, fruit roll up, yeah, but they're Jolly Rancher flavor, did, and I actually like them a lot. Did you just forget f- the word fruit roll up? Yeah. What is wrong with you? I remembered it like two seconds later. Uh, dude so fruit snacks one of my all-time favorites yeah love those my favorite you want to know something i really enjoy as a treat these days and maybe this is me becoming older and more mature but the little cups of diced peaches dude i know right that's like the best dessert it's uh it, i like the mixture one actually with isn't it like pineapple not pineapple pears and peaches they have the mixtures. I like the mixtures, and I don't like the ones with the cherries in it. Yeah, my favorite is just the straight up diced peaches. So good. All I, right, I've been going to sports. <sighs> Tanner. All right, I'll quit talking about my my snacking because we could go on for days about that. All these pets yeah. I've been putting on. All right, let's kick it off with. We finally have some XFL players signing with the NFL. Again, only took them half a season. We already got a couple quarterbacks heading to the NFL. First to kick it off, P.J. Walker, the Houston Roughnecks quarterback, and he was probably the MVP frontrunner at the time for the undefeated Roughnecks, those sons of bitches. He signs with the Panthers. He's going to back up old Teddy B out there. That team's looking a little dangerous now. So you got Bridgewater. They just signed – um who the hell did they just sign? Robbie Anderson. They signed Robbie mm-hmm. Anderson two years, $20 million. I got a little confused on his contract because it said a $12 million deal. Like The $12 million is the one that got him signed. I don't know if that's guaranteed out of the 20 or if he's getting 12 the first year. But either way, they have Robbie Anderson to go with emerging star DJ Moore. I feel like I say emerging star more now than the other E-word that you caught me on. Yeah, I like that a lot better, actually. I don't mind okay. it whatsoever. Right. He's definitely not the E-word. I mean, he was no, on but... a team that had the best running back, and they played for them, not wait, passing. Wait, so. who had the – oh, you're talking about the Panthers. Panthers. I was I was yeah. thinking Robbie Anderson, who came from the Jets, who obviously had Le'Veon Bell last Le'Veon, year. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. But, yeah, yeah, you're, you're making sense there. But, yeah, that those 
the weapons now, like I said, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, really nice pair there. You still have Curtis Samuel, mm-hmm. super fast. Ian Thomas is going to take over for Greg Olson at tight end. He's a young stud, uh, the old, the old young calf. You're a young bull. Yeah. What is it? Old That's bull, kid. young calf. Yeah. All right. And then obviously CMC in the backfield, and then Teddy Bridgewater, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the game. So that offense looking pretty good. That defense has a long way to go. They were terrible last year, and then obviously lost their best player, Luke Keekley. But as far as fantasy circumstances go, this Panther offense could be pretty exciting. The yeah. other where oh, did sorry, uh, go Phillips ahead. go from uh, Houston? Cam Phillips. Yep, I have not seen yet. Oh, I just I saw the two signed. quarterbacks. I thought I saw him and how he signed. Maybe it was just like possibly um, he's going to sign. I don't know. I can't really remember. Possibly, yeah. So yeah. I Cam Phillips is definitely going to get a deal. Looks like he used to be a Buffalo Bill. Yeah, that he is also right now though. He is also younger than me by a year and 11 months. So that makes me excited mm-hmm. for my life. Uh, but yeah, so back to it. The other quarterback that's signed so far, our sweet prince, Jordan Tayamu. <sighs> With a heavy heart, I say he is no longer a battle hawk. He has gone to a better place. He is now backing up Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes. He is a Kansas City Chief we wish him the best of luck. I don't. But if if he gets cut in training camp, he will always have a spot in St. Louis. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I, I don't want to sound like a Jordan Tayamu hater, and maybe it, this will sound more you're, of it because I am upset you're starting, that he left. You're starting to sound like a Tayamu hater. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm just more upset that he left. But I don't see any NFL like skills yet in him. I, I still yeah. see a, a college, and maybe it's because we are so conservative as a team as the Battlehawks were. Yeah. But nothing that I saw really translated into a good quarterback, but I'm not going to lie to you. I watched starting quarterbacks, not backup quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He can be the best backup quarterback out there, honestly. Yeah, and we're going to get – we're going to talk about one of the best backup quarterbacks later. That's some foreshadowing. Chase Daniel is garbage. Don't even say that. Dude, I was setting that up. That was the perfect foreshadow, and you just go ahead and just talk about it now. No, it's down the it's down the docket, man. We can't get there yet. (laughs) All right. Uh, I did have this thought at work today with Teamu, and I was like, "What if the Battlehawks were purposely conservative to not show off Teamu's skills just to make sure he was there for a second year?" And now I, you're thinking, Tanner. Obviously, it didn't work because he had like a 72% completion percentage. But it's it's just a thought. It was a thought out there. I mean, honestly, I'd rather see a percentage where they've slung the rock a little bit more yeah, than same. a very conservative 72. Like, that's just saying like, oh, I mean, if I see that, I'm like, yeah, you're throwing it maybe a screen pass every two seconds and like them catching it. Like, that's not really that great. Yeah. I'd rather see, you know, 65, I mean, 50. He, but. he threaded some needles on some uh, slant routes this year. Like, they were very impressive. I also had this discussion at work today of someone asked me, would – I don't know why Bo is whining right now. <laughs> He's checking out the neighborhood, and I don't know why he needs to whine. Um, but now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Bo, 
You're, you're at work. Yeah, I was at work. I was having a discussion. Oh, someone asked me, would it be more beneficial for someone to keep playing in the XFL with a starting gig or go to the NFL and back up? And my response was that if you have the chance to be under Andy Reid, which does not sound very healthy, sounds like, you know, you'd be smothered, but if metaphorically you are un- under like a magic trick, <laughs> where'd they go? <laughs> if you are under Andy Reid, that tutelage, I'm going to throw that word out there, that tutelage, and you also get to be behind Patrick Mahomes, that fast tracks you more so for a starting gig in the NFL than playing in a minor league like the XFL. So Tamu's doing right by himself of getting a chance in the NFL by doing by signing with the Chiefs. Granted, he, he's going to play preseason only, barring another kneecap going out of place for Patty. But like, it's still going to be more beneficial for his. So this is I, I know what you're saying. Let me help you out a little bit. Right? I, I finished it. I said it. All right, but to help clarify to the people what I clarified, you know, the magnitude is of this. No, you did it terribly. This is just like, (laughs) all right. So, I mean, with the NFL, that's that is the big leagues. That's not that's the problem. No, there's nothing yet less than that. Just like the NHL, like all these players that are foreigners, like they have the KHL, they have you know the Canadian, Swiss, all that, all those leagues. They all grow up to want to be. NHL players they don't want to grow up to be in their KHL league or something like yeah it's nice and everything it's cool these kids are dreaming about that kids aren't dreaming about obviously playing for the XFL and being a star they're they're dreaming about being in the NFL and that's what their goal is and that's what they strive to be so if they have the chance to do that then they're going to go any ah and you were ah, god damn it you were complaining <laughs> you were complaining i didn't explain it well you can't even get the words out <laughs> i mean they're going to nfl all day though there's, if there is an opportunity they're going to nfl we're already i got getting, my three letters mixed up what do you want from me all right it's three letters man Look, it's so hard <laughs> we're already getting a look at what the xfl is going to be and that's that every year i think or I don't think that we will know what to expect from teams because things are going to change so drastically year in, year out. Like I literally was saying the other day, I was like, we're losing Tiamu. We're going to lose Pearsonell. We're going to lose our kicker, Russellino. We're going to lose some defensive pieces. Kenny Robinson's definitely gone. I don't know how he hasn't been signed yet, but it's like, we could suck next year. Like we had the best, the most complete team in the XFL. We could suck next year. We could be the same. Yeah, but we could also get the NFL dropouts and, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the younger college players. Here's the one thing I will say is that we by far had the best atmosphere in the XFL. And I think that's going to draw. Like, if you're not going to make a lot of money playing football, you might as well go play at the best home field advantage in the game. And that is in St. Louis right now. I mean, they would have, they almost sold the dome out for week seven. I'm still pissed I didn't get to go to that. They almost sold the dome out. Like, why not go play at that atmosphere? That's the closest atmosphere you can get to an NFL stadium. So if you're not going to make as much money and you're trying to get a second shot or your first shot at the NFL, I think St. Louis has now made themselves the most attractive destination for free agents of XFL outside of Houston where their head coach and his air raid offense is going to attract a lot of talent. 
So that's that's my bid for the XFL. Yep. All right. Now uh, going on with talent, two quarterbacks that don't have talent: Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. Can I just say you're getting really good at these <laughs> uh, transitions? Well, you can't help it when it's just out there for the taking, right? You have Cam and Jameis. <laughs> you're just grabbing some low hanging fruit. So yeah, uh, there's still two big time free agent quarterbacks left now that some marbles have uh, fallen. Uh, obviously, Cam Newton he got cut today. Was it today? Yeah, feels, literally today. It feels it feels like it was at least a day ago. But yeah, Cam got cut today. He's officially a free agent. The Panthers couldn't find a trade for him. And then, our, of course, our beloved Jameis Winston, still a free agent. So where are they going to go? Look, the Panthers couldn't find a trade candidate for Cam, which if these teams knew he was going to get cut or just were like, look, we're not going to give a pick for Cam. If he gets cut, then we'll try and sign him. I get that a little bit. But we just saw the Redskins traded a fifth-round pick for Kyle Allen, who was 5-7 and seven as a starter in Carolina. Did not – I mean, he looked good for three, four weeks. Did not look good after that. They dude, I hate that, dude. What's a passion. I'd rather have Cam or Jameis. Uh, easily. They're both way more talented. But the Redskins just gave up a fifth-round pick for Kyle Allen. And yet, no one wants Cam Newton. I don't get NFL GMs. I don't understand where they come up with what players are worth as far as draft picks and whatnot. But Cam's got to go be a starter. Jameis has got to be a starter somewhere. He just threw for 5,000 yards. He couldn't see his hand in front of his face. So where do you think they're going to go? One thing, I don't know where they're going to go, honestly. Um, I can see (laughs) a couple scenarios uh, playing out, but – um, where do I want to see them go is different. I want to see, I think I want to see Cam for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And then I want to see Jameis with, um, probably like New York, honestly. Yeah. Like the Giants. Put, Jets. Both, both New York teams have a young quarterback that they are, I know, donning is the future. You're talking about Sam Darnold and Danny Dimes. Like he doesn't have a spot. I mean, none of them have had sustained success, though. I mean, neither has like, Jameis. But basically, the only places that Jameis has left to start is probably Las Vegas because he could beat out Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. But they're going to have to move Carr to sign Jameis. Of course, no the Chargers Carr either. The Chargers could take either one of them. I see him getting Cam because it just makes sense. You have Cam and Tyrod. You can run the same offense for both quarterbacks. Yeah. I tell you, the the spot that makes the most sense for me for Jameis Winston, and no one's going to think this is likely, or most people aren't going to think this is likely, but the best spot for Jameis is New England. <laughs> Those people will destroy his life. Boston people are the most selfish, <laughs> mean people, I think, on this planet. Look, and anyone to go after Tom Brady? No. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> that would be terrible. Anyone under the age of 30, I would say – maybe 30, 35, they basically grew up winning a championship every year. So, yeah, bringing Jamison, probably not a great decision to them. But, I mean, I just I – can, I can see him. I can picture him in the uniform. I think it fits, man. I think it fits. All right, if you think so. All of a sudden, though, there was all these – this was supposed to be the most exciting free agent year for quarterbacks. And all of a sudden, there's no openings anymore. There's hardly any – Teams needing a quarterback anymore. We still have Andy Dalton to move. And the like draft hasn't got, even started. Yeah, Burrow, Tua, 
Herbert, which I see Herbert love everyone below Burrow. I see him sitting a year, which will be good for him, including Tua. Because I do think Miami's going to take him. But everyone else is going to sit a year. Love Herbert. Uh, I said Jalen Hurts, I think, would be perfect for the Bears. This is before the full signing, but like running Hurts and Trubisky, it's like the same guy, but Hurts can be better and can take hits better. I just see that. I, I think well, James' contract, not Jameis, Trubisky's contract done. Uh, well, let's see. He's got two years left. God, that was their biggest mistake ever. They, <laughs> That's going to haunt them for the rest of their lives. They traded up for him. Ryan yeah. Pace, the well, okay. Ryan Pace, the worst GM in football that doesn't also coach his team. There you go. Yeah. All right. I worded that good. So <laughs> the Patriots did sign a quarterback. They signed Brian Hoyer. They bring him back. Is this, I think this is his third stint with them. We talked some third stints last episode. So maybe this is Hoyer's time to shine. Dude, that, I mean, uh, I'm sorry for that pause. I, I just can't take Hoyer seriously. <laughs> right? Like, he's Look, bald. He's not good. He what, had, what is he going to do? He had a great four weeks in Cleveland when Josh Gordon's first year was in before he tore his ACL. And then Which since is very then, difficult to do in Cleveland now is to have a little bit of success. So he was, and he was having a lot of success and yeah. towards ACL and that kind of derailed Hoyer's what looked like he was right. finally on the right track of a career. And then boom. All right. Give me Hoyer or, um, um, the Minnesota miracle guy. What's his case? Keenum. Yep. I'll take case case. Yeah. I'll take case Keenum. Case Keenum, who throws lollipops because he doesn't have no arm strength. He's got some arm strength. Come on. He threw the miracle at the Minneapolis. Yeah, he threw uh, it like 20 yards short, and that's why the the cornerback whiffed so bad. He threw it five <laughs> yards short. Come on. <laughs> he leads like the FBS. Uh, all right. Go on. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But who's going to be the Patriots starter next year? Because right now they have Brian Hoyer. They have this Stidhelm, Stidham guy. I don't know. Someone yeah, I don't know who it is. Those are the two top guys right now. Yeah. So, as of now, it's between Hoyer and a guy I don't remember his name. Here, dude, I don't care about the Patriots. I don't know why you brought this up. But it's interesting. You're going <laughs> about two decades. Two decades under Tom Brady. Six rings. Bo, I swear. <laughs> He is so rowdy tonight. But I, uh, you keep making me lose track, Bo. I don't want to play with this toy right now. No one cares about the Patriots quarterback. I hope they burn to hell. <laughs> Jesus. <I'm joking. laughs> All right. You know what? I, I said that. Maybe I shouldn't say Jesus after you say burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, so CBS did a Madden simulation of the Patriots with potential quarterbacks. And they did Jameis, they did Andy Dalton, they did Stidhelm, whatever his name is. They even did Julian Edelman. And no one won more than seven games. One of them won seven. I think it was Jameis. Everyone else was six or less. Andy Dalton won two games for him in this Madden simulation. 
Well, Julian Edelman won three. <laughs> so it was kind of tough. Fun, book. Tough it was book. kind of fun to watch, though. Uh, the CBS, I think it's the what's that podcast they have? I don't remember. CBS Sports, CBS no. Football. <sighs> the Pick Six podcast. Follow them on Twitter. They have some good stuff. They do the Madden simulation sometimes. It's fun. It's entertaining. But uh, I know I, you're done with the Patriots, right? I know yep. you're done with <laughs> All right. Let's jump over to the Rams. So the Los Angeles Rams, the old LA Rams, they decided to come out with the new logo. The one that leaked that we made fun of a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's official. It's officially terrible. The new Rams logo. Look, I spent five minutes on Canvas yesterday. All right, I'll, I'll tell the truth. I spent 10 minutes on Canvas yesterday designing logos to mimic theirs, but to clearly make them look bad. I posted on Facebook, and I had three people like text me or comment on it that did not realize that those were fake logos. So that's how bad their logos are. All right, I will say one thing, actually. It is very hard to come up with a very simple logo. Logo, logo, Jesus, that sounded weird. And make it impactful to where people like it. I will say this, all right? But you're also paying marketing teams millions and millions of dollars to rebrand yourself. And you do a better job. And that's what they came up with. It's terrible. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go on our Twitter at 401 pod. You can see the real stuff. I'm pretty sure we liked it or commented on it. I know I commented on one at Tanner Ward seven. And then you can also see the spoofs we made. You know, when, you, you want to know something funny? I'll give you credit. I made it. You made it. Uh, thank you. You want to know something funny? I spent no. th- I spent $3 making those logos. Really? Yeah, I like bought like the stickers Sign off up. of Canva. <laughs> I I spent more on the Rams logos than I spent on making our logo. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I only had to spend two dollars on our logo. <laughs> I spent three on the Rams. That's fair. <laughs> hey, I've been working that overtime, man. We're uh me and Nick are both part of Essential Cruise, so we are working right through the old COVID. And getting that uh, getting that time and a half right now, working that OT. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, that sucks. I've been. Yeah. I'm on pace for a 60 hour week right now. It's going to be fun. I'm. I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. And look, I'm still upbeat for this podcast. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. You're not like with the people that are like shopping though. You just cut the meat and lay it out. No, I have to do a lot of social networking out at the counter. Like, I'm constantly interacting with people at work i feel like people just run into me and like touch me and like i hate it i don't want to be around them and it's just you know yeah it's it's the worst thing ever a lot better though today than they were previous years yeah i was i was making a joke i actually the other day so yeah i work in a meat department and we just have not been getting meat in because everyone's just going ape shit crazy buying stuff and so we just don't have anything we do now but we didn't then and so the other day i think it was sunday i got pulled out for crowd control because <laughs> literally the line the line to get in the store before it opened was almost wrapped around the building 
And so I had to go out there and do crowd control, make sure no one was in groups of more than five, everyone's six feet apart, blah, blah, blah. And I was joking about, I was like, man, I should take a, like a sanitizer squirt bottle out there with me. And if anyone starts getting rowdy, I can just go up there and start spraying them with that. Cause you know, like how you spray a cat when they're acting up, same thing, but now it's like sanitizer. So you're doing them a favor and you're controlling the crowd. Yeah. Dwight's concussion episode. Yeah, exactly. Start spraying them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh man. Yeah. uh, Just, uh, just real quick. I think the Dodge, uh, the Dodge, I think Dodge should be LA sports number one sponsor now because I see where you're going. Look, Dodge has Rams and chargers. They also have the LA Dodgers. So, I mean, it's riding on the wall, right? Dodge should be all LA sport teams. Number one sponsor. Is that a Michael Jackson song? I don't think so. We'll say it like, is. Even make him the LA, LA Galaxy number one sponsor just because. Oh, look at you. There's another uh, professional soccer team in LA, though. Oh, is there? Yeah, there's two the, LA soccer teams. <laughs> the Roughnecks. The Dragons. The oh, are Renegades. Are you trying to see other... St. Louis football, or not St. Louis, Jesus, LA football team. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that Los Angeles football club. <laughs> well, that's so, that's worse than the Rams' new logo. That marketing team should be fine. Well, they're, they're, they're the second team, though. They came later on. They were an expansion team. So oh, all so the they're, they're the Chargers. Yeah. They're the Chargers. All yeah. their home games are actually road games because they get more fans from other teams. I'm not sure where they play their home games. But the Galaxy play where the Chargers play. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, so the Chargers also updated their logo. Did you see that one? Um, no. Okay, it's the same color scheme as the Rams. Like, to me, anyways. Like, I'm sure they have different names for their colors. You know, like Borgia Blue, and I think one's literally like Rams Blue. But hmm. same color scheme. The Chargers put a little lightning bolt on there. Same boring font, but theirs looks 100 times better because they didn't do as bad as the Rams. But, is their stadium going to get done now that this corona happened? Ooh, I don't know. Thanks, Bo. I mean, that thing's taken forever to be Not built. really. The three seasons, really? for. I think it's been longer than – well, I know they've well, had the land longer than that. They've only been there for th- – or the Rams have been in L.A. for three years, so – it's supposed to be done for the next season, but who knows? Maybe Cronky. Here's a here's a uh, conspiracy theory. Inglewood, the Inglewood Stadium was behind, so Cronky released coronavirus because he's an evil son of a bitch, just to give him more time to build the stadium because it wasn't going to be done by the beginning and of the twenty twenty. His his wife is one of the founders of Walmart, which you work for. And Walmart's doing great business right now. I work for a company of Walmart. More of the club version of Walmart. Anyways. <laughs> I did actually have this theory before before Corona got really serious. I was just kind of joking around that I thought maybe it was like Purell and Charmin and all these companies were like their sales were down. So they really pushed the panic for this. 
because obviously everyone is buying sanitizer, soap, toilet paper, but now it's gotten too serious to make that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good thing yeah. I said that on a recording. Better than my take <laughs> where I pretty much attacked the Chinese. So, yeah, you shouldn't do that, man. I, I said sorry, didn't I? You did. You did apologize. I was proud I did of you. Apologize. All, All right, right. So, great I'm- transition to what you're going to say. <laughs> Uh, I've just been thinking, I was at work today, just kind of listening to some podcasts, and I'm like, you know what? All podcasters pretty much are on level playing fields right now because they're all doing it from home, and they sound just like ours. They so do. we be as, ex- oh. as successful as them? I had the same thought. I was listening to a podcast that I really enjoy. I'm not going to name the name, but they have name some the good takes. They have some good takes. Okay, pardon me, but they have some good takes. There's a cat and a commentating person on that podcast, but they were doing theirs over Skype and they had a lot of the same problems we do where when they talked over each other, the mics would cut out and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it sounded like it sounded worse than ours right now. Like, I feel like we've gotten kind of a little bit better with ours where there's there early in that. So it sounded like our early episodes. So I was like, everyone's in the same boat now. Me and Nick are veterans at this type of thing because we yeah, never we podcast. We've done what one, one or two podcasts in the same room. No, one. We did the inaugural. We were supposed to do another one. One didn't record though. Does that count? Well, we ended up. Oh, that's true. So the first episode <laughs> we recorded all together, but for some reason it didn't save the first like third of it, and we had to re-record that, that. like three times. Oh. Yeah, we do all these podcasts over the phone with each other. So now everyone's in our boat. So we're kind of like we're kind of like Noah's Ark right now. Where we are, we we built that boat, and now we're letting everyone on two at a time. We need to hit a tsunami and get a good (laughs) jump on the other podcasters. (laughs) All right, you want to get back to no? You want to get back to football? All right, name the other big wave. Perfect storm. That is a good movie, but no. What's another name for a big wave? Tsunami? No. Uh, I don't. What was I? I don't what know. did I say? I said tsunami. Pos- Poseidon. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. So Chase Daniel Maverick. has the Chase dream Maverick. job. Have you seen that movie? Um, I think you made me watch it. Actually, good flick. Good flick. It's. Uh, uh, it's too sad, sad for me. It man. is a little sad. It's too sad for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chase Daniel, the bum he is. Yes. Whoa, watch it. Chase Daniel has the dream job of everyone in America, especially right now. <laughs> a lot of people are getting laid off. I don't know why I laugh during that. I'm in a weird mood. Look, Chase Daniel has made forty-seven point three six million dollars in his NFL career through eleven seasons. Which I'm no math magician, but is over four million a year, and he has made five starts. Look, I feel like he—he's not a bum, but just like Alex Moran in Blue Mountain State, he doesn't mm-hmm. get the attention D or QB one gets, especially with the females. Yeah. Look, Chase Daniel is a legend in Missouri for his time at Mizzou. Okay, he could come back to the state anytime he do? wants, and he would 
Mizzou was number one in the country under his Didn't span. Didn't they lose for, to Georgia in the – Nope. They lost to Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship in, like, 2008. They had Jeremy Macklin, Chase Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they had Alec. Oh, what was that other tight end? They had name? a linebacker too, didn't they? Uh, Witherspoon. Tony Temple. They had uh two Wither a Witherspoon and a Weatherspoon. Sean Weatherspoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Witherspoon in the secondary. Ziggy Hood. Um, was what was that lineman for the Saint uh Saints for the uh Niners for a while for San Fran? Smith. Ooh, didn't he? Yeah, he got like a lot of trouble, didn't he? No, no, that's Alden Smith that you're thinking of. I'm thinking of he was a defensive end, really good, always in trouble. But I'm thinking of the other Smith that played for the Niners for like his yeah, whole career, no. retired or I didn't watch Mizzou. Good. That was like peak Mizzou then. I'm so depressed. again, he could come he could come back to Missouri, have a beer anytime he wants on the house. Then he goes to the NFL. He's been there for over a decade. He's only made make five starts. He's made half a start a year, basically. And he's made Forty-seven million dollars. So here's the numbers: He's made six point eight million per start. If you took his career earnings and broke them down, six point eight million per start, four point nine million per touchdown thrown, two hundred thirty thousand per pass completion, and one hundred fifty-seven grand per pass attempt. Could you imagine if that was like real life, where you got that call in your headset that was like, "All right." whatever long ass call uh zebra y2 banana or whatever and you're like oh hell yeah here's another 150k in the bank account and then you just check it down to your running back and you're like there was another 100 grand right there look so it is very important in in the nfl to have a good backup quarterback so i don't know why he keeps getting paid because he's not good I have never yeah. seen him go into a game and lead them to victory ever. So I don't know why he's getting well, paid this much. He's just a system quarterback. <laughs> he knows how to learn a system so that he can teach the can, dumber starter quarterback what to actually do. Can you even call him a system quarterback? Because he doesn't I'm really. I'm calling him a system quarterback. I'm calling him. He knows the system for the quarterbacks. Oh, okay. So he's been on. He's on his fifth team right now. Two of his four teams in his career have won the Super Bowl recently. He's been with the Chiefs and the Eagles, and they won the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think – he was not with the Eagles when they won it, was he? Mm, I don't think so because, I, I mean, Nick Foles was the backup. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. But he backed up Drew Brees for a while. That's a beautiful job. But he just got a three-year, $13 million deal for the Lions – like, the Lions are like, look, man, we had to play some guy named David Blau last year. Let's go ahead and sign Chase Daniels to three years, $13 million, so we don't have to play this Blau guy again. You know like, what? I'm that's, at, yeah. I Again, I don't get NFL GMs. That's stupid. Yeah. Honestly, I do like him going there, and I do hope that he can play a little bit more. I don't hope for any injuries. I just hope that he could play a couple more games in those three years you said that he signed right. <laughs> yeah, just to, just to show people I, how actually terrible he is. I uh, I forgot I was I gave Bo a chew stick between our little intermission there to keep him busy while we're podcasting, and I forgot I hid another one on me in my sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now. 
forgot about it and was wondering why he was sniffing like my sweatshirt so much. <laughs> and then I remembered I had this thing hidden on me. <laughs> and he's digging in you for can it. Smell your fear, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this bow is just instant entertainment. I should keep a camera on all the time. All right, how about here's a new segment slash old segment but did you know we haven't done this one in a while did you know that Allen robinson okay the bears number one receiver had a great year last year he had a great year with jacksonville like five years ago did you know that he is only two months older than cooper cup and he is a full year younger. Let me repeat that. He is a full year younger than Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham Jr., and Tyler Lockett. Is that not insane? Like, I feel like Allen Robinson's been in the league forever. How old's Cooper Cup? I thought he was old. He's like 26. Oh. I, he's my age. What's the wire? What, so, when you did this last time, I did Cooper Cup. Okay. I did. He was older than you thought. Okay. Well, yeah, Allen has been in the league for what two or three years now, so he's just so he would have he would have gotten drafted like his first year eligible out of college, whereas Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup probably stayed through his senior year. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's it's crazy to me. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, let's jump to another part of the NFL. Of uh, there was another all-time player. Another great all-pro kind of player has retired now before their age 30 season. We've seen four of them now in the past two years. Travis Frederick, excuse me, now I'm nicking this. You lived in Fredericktown, and you can't even pronounce Frederick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's worse than me, messing up Afton. It's even spelled the right way. Like It literally just is named Afton either. It's literally just missing town on it, and I screwed it up. <laughs> All right. So Travis Frederick has retired now. The Cowboys center, who was a key part of what was notoriously the greatest offensive line in football for several years, he is retired at age 29. He now joins Rob Gronkowski, Andrew Luck, and Luke Keekley as potential future Hall of Famers that have retired before their age 30 season. So now you're seeing a trend of players who are taking care of their body and probably mental health before they worry about, you know, like winning a Super Bowl ring, which Gronk already has that, or anything to that nature. They already have gotten paid, so now let's take care of the health. What is the Marshawn Lynch thing? They already got their chickens, so now they got to take care of their minds. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure you butchered it, but oh well. No, I, I nailed it. Look, these people are smart. They um they got out of the game when they could without – I mean, Gronk got injured a lot, honestly, but and so did Andrew Luck, honestly, too. Um, but these people can do way more in life and be an ambassador and, you know, an entrepreneur and all these things that um, will, you know, continuously have an income in their, you know, their pockets. But um, – I actually didn't even know who Travis Frederick was, honestly. He put the name down, and I was like, I, I could take a billion guesses, and I would not have got that. You don't pay enough attention to football, man. I, I am a former offensive lineman, so I was a 190-pound offensive tackle. But <laughs> I mean, high school, I feel like 
you either get the fat kid or you get the strong kid. And I guess you're decently strong. I wasn't that strong, though. I, I mean, you weren't weak. All right, good point. I'll take the compliment. Yeah, just take okay. the compliment, man. <laughs> I'll take the compliment. But yeah, like you made the point of getting out. It made me think of, you know, these players, unlike any movie that involves gambling, like the movie 21, they got out at the right time instead of waiting too late. I watched like an hour of that Uncut Gems movie. I thought it was terrible. Yeah, how was it? Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to watch it. I I have a different mindset for movies than you. Like I I can watch a movie and just enjoy the director's style mm. whereas you watch a movie in a different I'd, way. I give it that the acting isn't the problem. It's just how everything was is put Kevin, together actually is the problem, I think. How was uh how was Kevin Garnett in that? Yeah, he was our, he was Kevin Garnett. What do you want? Like he is who he is. Well, he was, he was himself. Yeah, I only watched like an hour of it. It's like a two-hour movie, so. Well, as long as he's himself, like, that's all he has to be for that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It just, like I said, you have to have the right mindset and, like, know about gambling and all this stuff that's happening. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, it, it, it was all right, but it's just. Yeah, you cut out right Yeah, there. so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's about gambling, all this stuff, so. What's up with Joe Buck? Oh, I'm reading your thing now. So, yeah, not you calm it down on the transitions, okay? <laughs> like, why you were talking, I came up with a transition, and then you just. You know what was a good one? I had it. Money. Like, what? they're going to make a buck doing something else. Oh, shit. That was good. You you missed you missed on that one. You should capitalize. But yeah, so obviously sports not being played is affecting a lot of people, not just the athletes. Talking people to work stadiums, all that kind of stuff. But you're also talking announcers too. So Joe Buck, who stays very busy. I mean, he's doing NFL. He does MLB. October has to suck for him because literally go do a Sunday night football game or Sunday afternoon football game, and then go fly and do an NLDS, ALCS, whatever the hell he has to do. So Joe Buck, to stay busy, he's quarantined right now. He is having people send him videos, and he's going to comment commentate on the videos. And I was watching several of them earlier, and they were actually quite entertaining. One guy was literally just putting hot wings on a grill. Oh, and that's what that I was? I watched the whole Yeah, I watched the whole video twice just because I Joe Buck was commenting. The hot wings looked really good. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get hungry. They were like, <laughs> well, he even... He even says, like, this is not the video yeah. to watch during lunchtime. <laughs> but I don't I don't understand the hate for Joe Buck. Nah. He's very good at what he does. Like, he is very good at what he does, and he can do multiple sports. He's I don't terrible get the at hate golf, for Joe though. Buck. Golf announcer. I, I'll i listen to him do mm. golf. Okay. If, if there's one announcer that can do multiple sports and then transition to golf, it's probably Al Michaels. Mike Tirico is actually pretty good, and then I like I, I actually like to do Buck. it. So Mike Dick will find yeah. a way. No, he's just he. I mean, it's just like any pop song on the radio, top forty radio. It it just gets overplayed and over like it. It's it gets annoying. I get that, well, and, but that's not why people hate him. People hate him for because they think he hates their team and he's a you know kind of like a bandwagon yeah. and all that, which he's not. And. 
he he actually broke that down on an interview I listened to, to where he was just like, you listen to your home team broadcast announcers all year who are all for your team, and then you get to the postseason. Now you have to listen to me where I have to get excited for both teams. And especially if your team's not doing that great, you're just going to think I'm biased. So I think I thought he broke it down really well. But Joe Buck, he definitely earns his money out there. Yeah. But I mean, he speaking spends it all of on Joe Buck and plant things, but oh well. But you know, guys got to do what he's got to do. 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 Here's my here's my transition. Joe Buck in St. Louis. Okay, let's jump over to his dad's team. Okay, Jack Buck, obviously one of the greatest announcers in Cardinal baseball history. We're going to talk a little St. Louis Cardinal moment madness. So they are running a little deal right now. I saw it on Twitter. I just looked it up. You can find it on the internet at uh, MLB.com. Just look up St. Louis Cardinal Moment Madness. You'll find it. I actually wanted to tease that first, as I see in my show notes. I forgot about this. I wanted to tease that because I want to do just quick baseball news. I missed this on the last show, so I had to get into it. Chris Sale, Red Sox ace, he had Tommy John surgery. And now Noah Syndergaard the ace, but not ace for the Mets, because obviously Jacob DeGrom, he's won two of the last three Cy Youngs. But Noah Syndergaard, obviously one of the most talented arms in baseball. Now he has to have Tommy John. So now we're seeing what Syndergaard, Chris Sale, I think Luis Severino for the Yankees. I don't know if he had to have Tommy John. I don't remember. I think he did. But we're seeing some like star pitching go down early. Obviously, we don't know when this season's going to start. But... Even it doesn't matter as long as it plays in 2020, these guys will not be a part of their team. So, some big news there. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I saw a stat on um, Red Sox um, salary that they're paying players is like more than like the A's are spending this whole year on players. So, or, or no, let me say that again Red Sox players that aren't going to play yeah, this year again. are making more money than like the A's. And I, it's not exactly that. I really, I'm just saying that because I'm sure it's close. Honestly, so because yeah, Chris Sale, um, so they're still paying um, Dustin Pedroia, Pedroia, yeah, mm. um, Pablo Sandoval, and then there's like three other players I do not remember right now that they're still paying, and um, I just can't remember. All right, so let's jump over to the uh, Cardinals moment madness. Okay, right now they're in the Elite Eight, they did a 16 moment bracket. They had four um, four moments do an eight-seed play-in, and then whichever one made it obviously got into the eight-seed, and then they have two uh, eight-seed brackets. So 16-team total, and it's pretty cool to look at. So, again, look it up. You can find it on MLB.com. Just Google St. Louis Cardinal Moment Madness. You'll find it. And so let's just go over the Elite Eight. That's where they're at right now. It's all fan voting. A The David Freeze triple for game six of the world series not the home run the triple is a one seed adam wainwright striking out carlos beltran 2006 nlcs that is facing the breeze the freeze triple right now they were five seed okay go down the bracket yadis 06 nlcs home run that ended up being the game winner for that one to send in the world series taking on david freeze's world series game six home run so two of the most iconic 
home runs of the past, uh, you know, in a five-year span. Dude, there. that I, I know me and you have talked about this a couple times, but that Mets-Cardinals series was one of the most exciting series I think I've ever seen in my life. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I get into this. I, I wrote some notes for this for a segment we're going to do here in a little bit. And I was looking this up. I had to see what I literally just was looking up what left fielder robbed Scott Rowland. So Yachty hits his in the left field, the home run, the game, winner, or the eventual robbed. game winner. Hit no. So Scott Rowland got robbed in the sixth. Okay. Yachty comes up in the ninth and puts one in the same spot, but just further back. And it was Indy Chavez that yeah. robbed um, Roland. And I just remember I was like in sixth grade for this and that home run. I was just like, try and catch that one to Chavez. You scream at the TV when Yachty Ooh, hit what? his. I couldn't remember Chavez's name. So I had to go back and look at it. They have the full game on YouTube. I end up watching the final like three innings. When of did Beltran leave the Mets then? Uh, would have been that next year, I believe. Right? I thought he was their center fielder. Was it left field, you said? The left fielder robbed it? Uh, okay. The left fielder yeah, robbed okay, that's it, yeah. I was confused. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other four moments of the moment madness, again, we have David Freeze's triple Game 6 World Series versus Wainwright striking out Beltron 06 in LCS. You have Yachty's NLCS home run in 06 versus Breeze's walk-off. I keep saying Breeze. I'm still in football mood. I'm sorry. David Freeze's walk-off home run. Let's be honest. That one's going to win. Let's go to the other side of the bracket. Jim Edmonds, 2004 walk-off NLCS home run. That high cheddar he took deep. That's going up against Wayno closing out the 06 World Series. And then the last two, you have Albert Pujols taking Brad Lidge to the train tracks in the 05 NLCS going up against Ozzy Smith's go crazy folks, Jack Buckcall, 85 NLCS. Like I'm looking at this right now and I can already tell you my final two, my final two, just because they're on this side of the bracket or different sides of the bracket freezes walk off game six would go up against Wayne, uh, Albert Pujols's go ahead home run of the 05 NLCS where he put it on the train tracks against Brad Lidge, and David Freezes would win. Oh, God. Jimmy Ball game was it's one of my favorite moments. So, um, And that swing, oh, yeah. that swing, sure. I, that pitch would strike out 90% of the MLB batters right now, actually, because <laughs> none of them hit high balls at all. But for a lefty with that swing to moonshot that one and know it right away, I mean, he pimped it before pimping was even a thing. <laughs> Maybe I just like that moment yeah, it was a little beautiful. bit more. Um, I obviously, I mean, I didn't really get to watch, I think, of a lot of that uh, 2011 World Series um, due to soccer and traveling and all that stuff, which really sucked. I missed a couple of them, but I, I mean, I've obviously seen them. I just didn't really see them live. So, um I mean, I do love David Freeze and, you know, that historic playoff he, he had. Um, our pool host, even though we lost that series, that was the, probably the furthest home run anyone has ever seen, um, other than maybe Judge in the home run derby. But, um, 
I got to go Jimmy Ballgame, man. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that we can have this discussion yeah. a means lot of been franchises can. A lot. And, and <laughs> the mo- most of these are from 04, 06, 11. I mean, you got some great years in here. Yeah. When did. Um, I mean, you also have. What's that picture? God dang it. Oh, go ahead. I'm, don't. Oh, what is his name? What is it? Buddy. But yeah, that's Bob what it Gibson. is. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I he's on him. here. He had like 17. Yeah. Bob Gibson. World Series, right? Yeah. Bob Gibson basically yeah. was Jesus. Yeah, 68 World Series, 17 Ks. He lost first round to the Pujols train track home run. It's kind of unfair with the seating because all these mm-hmm. are just so good. It's fan but vote, though. Also have McGuire. Yeah, you have McGuire. Well, and that's the other thing. It's going to be skewed because most of the people voting are going to be people who watched the 06 World Series and the 2011 World Series versus you have Again, Gibson in '68. No one, no one voting is probably not watched voting that because he just, he probably doesn't even know how to work the internet. So, right. You have Stan Musial's three thousandth hit. That was an eight seed play in. It lost that. Jack Clark's eighty five NLCS home run also lost, along with Yadi's bat flip from this year, this past year's NLDS. All that lost the eight seed play into the Berkman twenty eleven. World Series game tying hit. Let's not forget Lance Berkman. Like David Freeze is obviously the hero, but Berkman tied that game twice on his last strike. I hated him with the Astros, but that dude can hit. Got it. Right. I loved him with the yeah. with the Cardinals, though. I mean, you talk about the killer bees, that old Astros oh team, man. Berkman, Beltron, Bagwell, Biggio. Good God. They were good team. All right. I know we're we've done a lot of nostalgia here, but we're gonna have to stick with it for just a little bit. I, this is a segment I've been wanting to do for a while. It's called the Final Four segment. Obviously, we don't have March Madness. You know, I'm crying right now. But one segment I want to do is basically a Final Four segment where we will just like pick our top four of any random thing you want to do. If you guys want to hear us do a different top four segment, give us some ideas. We have some. Give us some more. We'd love to hear what you think. Tweet us at 401pod and give us some different ideas. We'll do some final four. We can also do, we haven't broke this out yet, but it's in the works, first four out. So obviously when Selection Sunday is coming up for March Madness, they talk about first four in and first four out. So we will do a final four of our favorites, and we'll do a first four out of our least favorites of something. But today we're going to do the final four segment for our favorite Cardinal games. So, Nick, I will let you go first, and we'll just go back and forth real quick. Okay. Um, favorite Cardinal game, uh, Carpenter sliding um, head first in first base. Is game the, against the um, Washington National no, that would have been the Texas Rangers. I thought that was right. Maybe you're right, but that's before that was we, World, that yeah, was World so Series. I guess the series before that was in against the Washington Nationals. No, nope. No. Are you sure that wasn't against the Washington? Net? You're right. You're right. All right. 2000, 2012 NLDS was Nationals. Now I'm getting all confused. Jesus. All right, well, just that game, all right? That was like a one nothing game, wasn't it? That was like first or, or like second or third inning, wasn't it? 
Oh, him sliding in. That was like first inning, know. wasn't it? That was definitely a okay. Rangers World Series, I'm pretty sure. But go on. See, what, what <laughs> happens on this podcast is I, I, I am like completely confident in something until you question me on it, and then I immediately uh, doubt what's, myself what's yours, on knowing this. <laughs> well, I have a gimme. I, this is, I don't even want to – I'm just going to throw it out there, but this is not my final four just because, let's be honest – this is the greatest game ever played, Game 6 of the 2011 World Series. So I'm just going to throw that out of mind just for discussion purposes. But one of my all-time favorite games okay, to watch, and this is another one you can find on YouTube. There's tons of them out there. One of my favorite all-time games, Game 5, 2011, NLDS, Cardinals-Phillies, Matt Carpenter versus Roy Halladay. We won one to nothing, top of the first, Okay, the first two batters, Rafael for call hit a double. Skip Schumacher came up after him and hit a triple, and that was the entire offense for the game. The first two batters to come up, we won one nothing. Carpenter has a complete game, game shutout. Yeah, the situation I was saying was Game One of the World Series. It was, yeah, because Roy Halladay. Yeah. That's who I was trying uh, to think of. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, but that was a good series. I remember um, Oktoberfest going on that in was St. Amazing. Louis that was- while that game was happening. Uh, very good. That was the the Phillies won like yeah. over a hundred games that year. They were a favorite to go to the World Series. You had the big three and Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, Jimmy Ryan Rollins. Howard that was great. Achilles All right, that last game. Yeah, yeah, on the final play. Final play. Yeah, go ahead. Um, my second one is. Uh, let me find it real quick. Um, dude, it's all oh, right. Come on, don't worry about it. Um, dude, go again. I can't find it. All right. So my next one is a little personal for me, but it's Easter Sunday, inaugural year of the, of Bush three, 2006. Okay. Me and my dad went to a game again. This was Easter Sunday. At the time I felt like I'd never seen a Cardinal player hit a home run live. And I got to see four of them that day. So Pujols, Roland go back-to-back early on. And then bottom of the ninth, we're trailing the Reds. Pujols hits his third of the game off the foul pole to walk it off. That is nice, Tina. Oh, it was amazing. It was 2006. I would have been sixth grade. I went to the first ever game at the new Bush Stadium against the Springfield Cardinals. All right. Subtle brag, subtle brag. My okay. right. second okay. one actually is um, sitting in AT&T rooftop for, I think it was Mother's Day. And I can't remember, but it was a really good game. We were playing the, I think we were playing the Phillies actually. Hmm. So yeah, it was good. I just loved the experience. It was all, it was a cl- all inclusive. Yeah. I was 21. I think I just turned like 21 or something, honestly. Um, so it was, it was a blast and a half. Mm-hmm. I actually have back-to-backs here. They kind of coincide because it's the same player that made them one of my favorite games. 2013 Game 5 NLDS and the 2014 Game 5 NLDS. Mm-hmm. We played the Dodgers in 13, played the Dodgers, the Pirates, I'm sorry, Pirates in 13, Dodgers in 14, and it was Matt yeah. Adams with the home run in both of them. They were both super exciting. I remember I was at my la- uh, my first college playing baseball at uh at mac 
and Adams hit that. And we had a, we had a little watch party with the baseball team, and we just went sprinting around the dorms. We were just so excited. But, yeah, so Matt Adams walk uh, – not walk-offs, but go-aheads versus the Pirates and Dodgers. Back per court, per poor Kershaw, Jesus. He won't ever – I don't think he'll ever win. You one. got it, buddy. I, I mean, they're kind of all in right now if they get to play this one. Wouldn't that be a thing, though? It's like they just got Mookie bets. They're all in. This is the year, yeah. and then it's corona out. <laughs> all right. Are we doing two each or are we doing four each? You didn't really explain that. Well, it is called the – oh, I thought it was going to be I four each, kind of bing, bang, boom. Trying for to get final four. Quick. That's fine. No, we we can end this. We can always okay. come back to this. We there's a chance that we may not have sports until July. So we're gonna need to dip yeah. back in the well a little bit. All right, let's go to our segments then, bro. So I have I actually had like four more games to go over. I had one more Cardinal game, and then I actually had a couple other random favorites of mine. Okay. I think I'll save those. We'll just okay. do like random favorite games later on. All right, yeah. Let's jump in. Let's wrap this up with some final segments. Uh, do you want to keep rolling with this one, or do you want to end it? Let's just do it, bro. You think I'll do it? All right. I I mean, we'll just All find right. out, Who, I guess. What, ban it, Tanner. What are you All banning? Right. My ban it. Oh, here we go. I, I have too many tabs up. My ban it is the people who are talking about wanting to freeze NFL free agency because of the coronavirus. Okay. Look, the coronavirus has shut down everything else. It's shut down live sports. It's shut down, obviously social communication. Well, not communication. We still obviously have smartphones. What I'm basically trying to say is it's shut down most of our normal life. Okay. One thing that gets us back to our normal life and gets us off this terrible freaking virus we're fighting right now is having something normal like NFL free agency going on to get our minds off of it. So if you're one of those people, and I've seen this on several sites and several people on these sites talking about this, if you're one of those people that want NFL to pause, I know one person said that we shouldn't be looking at these free agents signing these huge contracts while people are currently losing their jobs. If I just lost my job or got laid off of work or whatever it is, got my job basically postponed because of this virus. I need some, something to get my mind off of it. And if I'm a sports fan, there's nothing better to get my mind off of it than all this NFL free agency stuff going on. So I feel like as a country, we need this right now. Just give it to us. Let us have it. This can be either um, flying eye or Bannett, but my Bannett is me doing home improvements. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i put up a fan and i hurt you should every part of me to do dude. it dude <laughs> why are you not it was the worst this? i got it i got it working <laughs> this is content this is easy content dude. for the cast man for the pod we the people need to see nick douche doing some home improvement he's a real uh Tim Allen, what was his name in um, Tim the Toolman? I've <laughs> hey, well, you can't have that. Bo brought Something me a Taylor, towel that I don't know Isn't where he got it from. <laughs> it's, yeah, okay. 
Taylor. Yeah, I think so. Right? God damn. I don't anymore. I remember back in the day when I was like, you know, staying home for the summer and whatnot while school was out. Man, home yeah, improvement was on from like 11 to 1 like every day. I watched, I watched it all. Oh, that was my favorite show. All right. Who's flying high? You have no idea how high I can fly. I am a peacock. You gotta let me fly. We got who this. is flying high, Tanner? Um, I tell you what. Who? <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you who does what? that comedy thing. Uh, yeah, is that is. Tom right, Segura? My flying high is uh, yeah. Same. So sure is, is a pretty the, uh, city. The Amazon releasing what was going to be in theaters on Amazon for 20 bucks, I think. So you can watch movies that were in the theaters at home now. Mm. Yeah. Nice. That is nice. Mine is also film related. My Who's Flying High is the dude, the filmmaker that made Tiger King. So Tiger King has became instantly one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, I alluded to it last show that we were going to talk about this show. We're going to push that back to the Thursday show or whenever that is. It might be Friday. It's looking like me and Nick will have to talk about it. It's either going to be an early, early release Thursday or it'll be Friday evening. But Nick has got, still got to watch it. So, But we're going to have a discussion about a couple episodes of Tiger King on the next episode. This show is absolutely insane. Everyone in this is crazy. It's people that like have zoos with exotic animals, mostly tigers. They're all batshit like crazy. Like Corona batshit okay? crazy? Or There's like... like murder involved. <laughs> oh, that was a good Jesus. one, Nick. <laughs> ah, Bowden <laughs> decided to clear this table off. He really, I think he really wants on the podcast. But, yeah, there is potential murder involved. There's murder for hire involved. There is just a bunch of drama queens owning zoos. It's instant entertainment. I spent the first episode laughing my ass off. It is just absolute hilarious content. But also, at the end of every episode, you're like, what the hell? Something unbelievable happens. You got to watch the next one. Tiger King, unbelievable. The dude that made it, I think it said he uh, said it was five years worth of like filming these people. It's a chunky. It's life. really good. You gotta check it out. It was my movie recommendation of the week last week. If you haven't watched it yet, definitely check it out. We are going to talk about it next okay. episode. So I don't know how many episodes we'll break down, but we are going to have at the very end of the next episode. We will break down. Like we'll do the movie recommendation of the week. And then we'll jump into breaking down part of Tiger King. So just a heads up, you can do like a watch along with us. So watch. How many episodes do you think you can watch by Thursday? One and a half. Two, three. <laughs> we'll call it two. All right. Got to watch at least two. There's the potential okay. for four. There are 45 minute episodes. It's not that much. And just dig in. But we will be breaking down Tiger King. We'll let you know how far we will be discussing so we don't spoil anything for you. But it's something that needs to be talked about. Fair okay? enough. <laughs> All right. Let's jump to the final segment of this episode. And that is your idiot 
of the week. Idiot. If I were an idiot, I'd be driving a Trans Am. If you were driving a Trans Am, you would be the smartest idiot in the whole world. <coughs> idiot. <coughs> You're the idiot. Would you like to kick Go it right off, Nicholas, here. or shall I? My idiot of the week is the marketing team that made the Rams logos. <laughs> I think we can both agree on that one, actually. I mean, it's God, it's just terrible. It's so bad. I literally the ones I made again, go check them out at 401 pod. We posted some just to try and make fun of it. And I had people on Facebook who thought they were the real ones. Can't tell the difference. Can't even tell the difference. So, um, is that good for you though? Or is that bad for them more? I intentionally tried to make them bad. There's one that it has like a, like a full size Ram on it. And I just literally typed, los angeles rams underneath it with the normal font i almost added a penis to it both agrees with that but then he's I, a horn dog right now yeah. <laughs> just really wants on yeah i podcast. think we can end it with that i think we both agree um i'm not gonna call anyone a, an actual idiot oh, right you now i mean everyone is an idiot almost in their own mind and their own right so how about anyone not go. social distancing? That's another good one. Yeah, let's flatten that. Let's flatten that curve, people. Stay at home the best you can. And if you do go out in public, wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Twenty seconds, count it out because it's it's mm-hmm. a lot longer than you think mm-hmm. it is. Don't be okay? a weirdo that sings though. Count out to twenty. Use your. It is weird. Yeah, that's just weird. Like. Use your Mississippis though in between the numbers. Like, let's do a full twenty. Like, let's use some hand sanitizer. Like, let's one just... Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's just let's be thoughtful of other people. Okay, even though it may not affect you, it can be very harmful to other people. So let's, as a society, let's for once Is it think a about factor other people. E How about fact? that? I will never know. <laughs> I will never know the difference. I got I got the thurs down. I don't know what else you want from me. What's up? What's another one that there's like Is it A fact or E fact people? <laughs> it affects Wouldn't people. it be affect for you? <laughs> She's okay. my English dictionary person. <laughs> all right let's end this we've gone way too long now all right we have gone way too long all right thanks for tuning in this episode of the 401 we're going to be back later this week with more great time to- oh jesus christ with more great content why there's no sports going on hope you guys enjoy right, your you week we're out
Got the crib one falls in the main.